You're listening to The Magnet Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Magnet Podcast. This is Alex Marino, sitting here with Jonathan DeMuth and Douglas Wydick from North Coast. Hello. Magnet Theater Podcast. You listen to the Magnet Podcast. We're talking and walking and talking and walking. We're talking, walking, Magnet Theater Podcast. Yeah, yeah. We are uh, currently walking down Avenue <laughs> as we talk and record this podcast. Uh, so tell me, uh, what is North Coast for the uninitiated? Uh, North Coast is a hip-hop improv group in New York City. It's been performing for five and a half years now. Wow. Uh, we're an independent team, but we perform all over. We do festivals and whatnot. And uh, to give you kind of a simplified version of what the show is like, hip-hop improv means that we do long-form improv, but we bring in beatboxing and freestyling into the show. Yeah. And uh, a main focus for us, especially with what we do, is trying to not use hip-hop or rap as a gimmick to add on to improv. Right. Uh, what we hope we accomplish when everyone sees us is we're good improvisers, we're good freestylers, and together it just makes a very fun show. Mm-hmm. And, and something to take away from it, not like, not like, oh, that was really okay until they started rapping, or like, right. oh, the improv is great, but when they started rapping, it was goofy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's, that's our main focus, is like, we're good at both, and that's why we love to do what we do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so five years, what, how did you guys, how did, how did North Coast start? Well, uh, the person that conceived the team, his name is James Robolata. Oh, 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 and, <laughs> and why isn't he here? Uh, uh, he lives in Ithaca, New York now yeah. with his wife and dogs. Uh, so shout out to uh, Jacqueline Winslow, oh, Robolata, oh, and, uh, and to those two beautiful pups. Yeah, beautiful doggies up in Ithaca. <laughs> um, and, no, and so he, uh, he recently moved for work. Yeah. Uh, she, she actually she got a job out of Ithaca. So, mm-hmm. And he's uh, a full-time speaker now. Professional speaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, at colleges or what mm-hmm. is he? Uh, he did. Yeah, he does uh, motivational speaking for leadership. Wow. So yeah. I this dude forty weekends of the year is out of town and giving speeches. It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, he's flown over a hundred times this year already. Okay, wow. that's enough about giving James <laughs> a shout out. And oh, free oh, it's like I'm almost in the room. <laughs> um, so, so what? What eventually he did is he actually put up a post on the IRC. Okay. Uh, IRC, it's still alive, guys. Check it out. <laughs> it's uh, the Improv Resource Center. Yeah, ImprovResourceCenter.com. Um, and he posted on, he he loves rap, mm-hmm. and he loves improv, and he was the mastermind of like, oh, these go together so well. Yeah. Both involve making things up on the spot, um, and why not make improv harder than it is? <laughs> uh, and he, he put out a post, and uh, a bunch of people responded, and he mm-hmm. got a practice group together. They started trying to figure out what this would be, how they could put it together to make it a cohesive show as opposed to one person jumps in a scene. Shotgun together. Yeah, and like and every, only- everyone goes, oh, you guys, you don't like toast and you don't like bagels? Oh, here's a battle. Rap mm-hmm. about it. Right, it was never like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they would do those kind of exercises, but like uh, that original incarnation, the only people that still exist from it are James and I. 
Okay. Uh, it's the teams have completely changed since then. Yeah. And I actually met James in a musical improv 101, hmm. and he was a big Baby Wants Candy and I Eat Pandas fan. Right. Back when kind of like Baby Wants Candy was like the main kind of musical improv show you could check out in New York, yeah, and then yeah. I Eat Pandas was like kind of like the in best show for yeah, musical yeah, yeah. improv. Like if you knew about musical improv, then then you knew about I Eat Pandas, and um. That's how I met James. We met in a musical improv 101. And then I met you guys uh, in a level five class mm-hmm. at UCB. and uh, That was the Gavin class, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was with another indie group at a time, and they asked us to open for them. And North Coast always had a freestyle battle at the end of all their shows when we had a run at the tank. And uh, I won. And that was great. And it was, I was like, oh, that was super fun. That, that was cool. <laughs> I, I, I can make fun of someone well and rhyme it <laughs> um, packs twice the punch yeah but then but then when they had another show and they were short on cast and james asked me to sit in and uh it was one of the most fun shows we've ever done it was amazing we got invited to the second annual new york musical improv festival because of that based wow. off of john's first show um <laughs> and first the show. only thing i remember from that show is you guys cut off my penis yeah there was a series of wrapped tag outs <laughs> where we castrated to move um and uh, every time it got funnier, guys, you had to be there. Rebecca, do you want to make those bagel bites now? Okay, Re- Rebecca, something. Uh, Rebecca does not want to make those bagel bites. Um, so, yeah, because I, I remember, I don't remember when I became aware of you guys. All I remember is uh, suddenly you were there and there was such like a huge impression about you. Like everyone was like, have you seen North coast? Uh, uh, like it was, it was like a bomb had been dropped a little bit. Like, uh, uh, and then you, and it was just like, Oh, they're never going away. That's going to be around forever. Um, (laughs) and you've grown a lot. Like there's how, how big is the cast now? Like all told, I think it's 10. Okay. Uh, 10 performers. And then we have, uh, Probably with four or five beatboxers. Yeah, we have uh, like a, a rotating kind of like we have like a a call a call list for yeah. beatboxers. So our main beatboxer is Kayla Milady, and she's the beat rhyming champion, and she has improv experience as well. So she's like the perfect match for us because she understands scene work. Right. So she knows when to come in, she knows when to pull out for a second, you know, because it will will hit a button at the sure. end of the scene sometimes. So she really understands those dynamics. But we have a bunch of other beatboxers and lately we've really plugged into the beatbox community and pulled from there and kind of poached them because they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean I guess the good thing is through seeing shows, uh these beatboxers coming out to see shows with Kayla performing or Mark performing or Sean even. Yeah. Um they have a respect for what we do yeah. Uh, as we do with them. So it's just one of those things where mutually we just want to work together. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been super nice too is, is we're both very giving communities. So, so to have us, so to like see how we both work and then to see how we mix is actually super fun and a lot easier than when I first started when I was like, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get it, but that's what they do. They just yeah. on the spot, it's like, all right, here's a beat. Here's yeah. this, here's that, here's whatever. And it's, you know, and, and we work with uh, Shockwave as well. So Shockwave obviously has Love a huge... Shockwave. And yeah. he's hip-hop improv royalty because he oh, comes yeah. from Freestyle Love Supreme, which is this huge, huge hit in New right. York. Uh, but he also did long form for a minute. So he really understands that in addition to the kind of very curated show that Freestyle Love Supreme does. Yeah. Yeah. Also one of just the nicest people. Absolutely. The nicest. <laughs> yeah. To be able to meet. And so cool without even trying, like just so cool, you know. Yeah, 
Sometimes I, d- I don't like to talk to him because I'm nervous. I'm, I'm like, He's your hair pretty. looks perfect today. He's so pretty. Right? You look at him, you can get yeah. lost in his eyes and bit. then be like, oh, wait, what yeah. were we talking about? <laughs> Too cute for hip hop. Too cute for hip hop. <laughs> uh, hey, Shock. <laughs> hey, Shock, if you're listening to this, we all want to hang out with you. Uh, why isn't Shockwave at this podcast, guys? We uh, love he was, Shockwave. Actually, he was at the grocery Shockwave. store getting bagel bites. <laughs> For Rebecca. For right. Rebecca. Um, you guys need to know Rebecca's in here, too. And right. she's doing emails. Mm-hmm. And she... She got really mad at us earlier because she's like, how long are you guys going to be doing this? I need to make some bagel bites. And we were like, you can make them now. And then she said, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> um, so Shockwaves, yeah, he's at Christidi's getting uh, bagel bites. He's and if, if you hear any yelling, that's uh, Rick Andrews' super energetic class next yeah. door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are they are just screaming about Shockwave, though. Yeah, yeah. They're, oh, they're, they're in love. Is yeah. there talk about Shockwave? <laughs> is there anything else we need to explain? <laughs> uh, here's, well, you just said, this, you said something that like uh, never occurred to me, but it's one of those things. Oh, yeah, obviously there's a beatbox community. Yeah. Um, I But I had never even thought of that as a thing. Yeah. Well, it's definitely more nationally spread. A lot of them talk sure. via Facebook, but the New York scene in particular is very tight knit. And when I met Kayla, it was through one of our former beatboxers, Patrick Kakuda, who's a part of that community as well. And these people, when they all hang out together, there is never a moment where there is not sound happening. Huh. They're all just like, <laughs> you know, the entire time. Uh, excuse me, do you guys want to get dinner? <laughs> And then they go (laughs) like a Michael Bay movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're definitely what's happening is like, whereas improv like picked up a bunch of speed, like maybe a decade ago. I don't know. Uh, like the beatbox thing is starting to pick up crazy speed and everyone's talking about it. So, so like, have you, I'm just, this is now I'm fixated on this. Like I, I just have so many questions. Like, does someone come up with a new sound? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, Oh my God, yeah. I just invented this beatbox sound and like teach it, to the, teach it to the other people. Yeah. They, well, they, and a lot of them call it like vocal percussion. Cause they're so yeah. fo- there's, you can go so far and like just besides singing, you can hit pitches with so many other parts of your body. Huh. So like a lot of them do like throat based pitches and then they do pitches on the, on the false vocal cords and they can do it. Um, a lot of them can do these weird lip buzzes that I wish we had a beatboxer in the room right now. Cause it's crazy Yeah. and they trade sounds. So just the way like a j- two jazz. Yeah. So like the way two jazz musicians will be like, look, and the other one will be like and they'll be like oh we both learned each other's thing that's how the that's how the beatboxers are okay this that was the standard deaf version of this if you want the, if you want the high deaf version of any of those audio sounds please come to a North Coast show Saturday nights at 8 at the People's Improv Theater um, and but we've always got a beatboxer who's awesome playing with us we are pretty stringent about you know we want to play with the best guys yeah. so we've got a big old list of emails and we hit everyone up <laughs> i just want to know like who the like who the scrubs are in the beatbox community that's like hey guys i want to know what you, you come on teach me guys bass <laughs> snare bass 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 snare snare <laughs> you'll get it someday guys kid. i'm probably the scrub of the beatbox community Johnny the moch i uh everyone does a <laughs> there's a pop snare and i'm like Uh, so that's guys. That was the lower than SD version <laughs> of beatboxing. Yeah, we are di- we are downgrading. 
the uh, quality of this of this podcast. But there's a lot of shows. So sorry. <laughs> if you follow any of the beatboxers, they're all posting about their crazy shows all the time, and they're very impressive. And there's like a beatbox competition every week. Yeah, they're, oh, wow. they're yeah. They're, what will happen is we'll have these panic moments because all the beatboxers go to the big events. So we'll have to hit up the few beatboxers in New York that aren't into the community, mm-hmm. and that's like two. So the rest of them are all like, oh, we're all going to go walk in a big, like, be like swarm around New York beatboxing for three days straight. And that's really what happens. Wow. During those events. Yeah. But those events are amazing. And to see like everyone together, it, it is. It is one of those like jam communities where all of a sudden you're surrounded by like 20 beatboxers just making an amazing soundscape, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think the New York improv community could learn from watching that because we tend to be like, Oh, in Boston, we improv like this. And in Chicago, we improvise like this. It's like, why don't we all just do improv together? Yeah. And that's how they are. They're that's all awesome. like, we, we're just pumped to be in the room beatboxing together. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Awesome. Uh, how did you guys get into improv? Uh, I'll give you a short, long story. Great. <laughs> um, so I was inter- We've got time to fill, and these are the only questions I have. Oh, great. <laughs> great. Um, so... Guys, cozy up, grab a, <laughs> grab a hot cocoa. and Grab uh, some bagel bites. Some bagel bites and <laughs> snuggle up on the couch. Um, so uh, one of my internships out of college was The Daily Show. Oh, cool. And uh, at The Daily Show, when you're interning, you can do various things. You can work the front desk. You can do uh, finance with the ladies upstairs, um, be a, a general PA runner, work in the studio, do uh, audience stuff, like all types of things. And uh, one day I was just at the front desk. Uh, me and, and Jill Balm, we were working and she stepped away from the desk for a minute. And then out of nowhere, uh, Jen Flans, who works there, was like freaking out like, hey, 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 do you have petty cash? Do you have petty cash? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I have some petty cash left. She's like, OK, I'm going to need you to take Rob Riggle to the hospital. And I was like, uh, OK, is this for a shoot? Is this for something wrong? What's going on? She's like. Rob had surgery yesterday, and he's bleeding, and he needs to go to the hospital. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, this is insane. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. So uh, all of a sudden, Rob comes out of, like, the writer's area. And I was like, hey, I'm taking you to the hospital. He's like, all right. Uh, and, and we end up walking out, going to the corner. And I, I was, like, nervous. I didn't want to ask anything. I'm just kind of like, oh, I got to do my job. I'm an intern. Don't be nosy. Yeah. Don't do whatever. This is also uh, an ex-Marine we're talking about, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, he's bleeding, uh, but he—I yeah. mean, he was pretty calm about it. But he had his like he had his uh, left arm underneath his armpit, like uh. like his hand underneath his armpit. And I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." So we got in the cab and we ended up going to St. Luke's Roosevelt on uh, 59th, and uh, and the Daily Show was like, "Keep us updated on everything that's going on." I'm like, "I don't even know what's going on." We get there, we check in. Apparently, what happened is, I guess. He had surgery on like an infected sweat gland in his armpit. And sorry, Rob. <laughs> it's like this is too much information, but this is my story, so deal with it now. Um and I guess he was he was in the, the writer's room bathroom or the writer's bathroom and he lifted his arm and uh I guess his stitches broke oh, yeah. and just blood started shooting everywhere. Oh god. Uh, blood as red as the pasta sauce on bagel bites. Oh. Uh, bagel bites. Mm. Uh, this podcast and, is brought to you by bagel bites. Yeah, um, and so, so I guess the blood started shooting all over the mirror. John Oliver came in, and Good John was Lord. Like, they're all kind of like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, and eventually, we got to the hospital. That's what they told. He told him, uh, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna have to uh, stitch you back up. Wait here, do this, whatever." 
Um, and, and so basically what ended up happening, because it's New York and the hospitals take forever. Yeah. Uh, I ended up spending like six hours at the hospital with Rob Riggle, um, which at first was not as cool because he was completely out of it from blood loss. Right. And at one point, they threw his bloody shirt at me. They're like, Good Lord. They're like, you're his friend, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they just threw it. The nurse was like, whatever, threw this bloody shirt. And I'm like, okay. And you still have it to this day. I, I have it under We're my bed. friends. <laughs> I have it in my oh. seance circle. Um, and, and yeah, and... Uh, and then and, he was like, yeah, take my improv class. <laughs> well, he got stitched up and got a little more coherent. Right. Uh and but at that point you're kind of like you're the only two people there together. It's weird not to talk. Yeah. And but it it also gave me a really nice uh, comedy moment where it's like asking him his origin story. What, sure. What he did to get to where he's at now, being a correspondent on the Daily Show, and obviously the million things he's done since. Um. And it started with he was like, well, you know, I started taking classes at UCB, or and right out of the Marines, I had a lot of fun. It was super cool. Uh, I'd recommend it if you want come. Come see a show. I'll I'll get you into an ask hat, and uh, you can check it out. And I I saw a couple of ask hats with him, and my mind was blown. But at the same time, I was just like intimidated beyond right. all means. And uh, I was like, Yeah, I'll totally do this someday. <laughs> but it it always stayed on my mind for about like a year after that experience. And uh, that's when. And then I guess it was uh, two thousand eight or something. Uh, I started. I did, took a level one at UCB, and I've just gone ucb uh pit magnet and done done the gamut and uh loved every second since but yeah it was like a really crazy way to get into it and and guys i was lonely and i was looking for friends (laughs) (laughs) some true most improvisers are right and and, but then i met some of my best friends in the world including mr uh douglas douglas white all right watch it watch it all right (laughs) we're Uh, acquaintances sorry it's a long story but it's true and it's it was awesome oh bloody shirt hey how'd you get into improv doug <laughs> uh well i got introduced to short form improv in middle school uh i went to a theater program in middle school where we did a lot of that and then in high school there was like some talk of long form but we never really knew how it really went right. so we were still doing short form i was the president of the improv club i had a group called harry details <laughs> 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 Can, can we be school? real for a second, though? We've all had a team like that. Oh, that yeah. has been named something pretty terrible. Uh, ours yeah. was Bounce Castle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went to this workshop at the Tampa, like, thespian thing, and, like, the biggest, like, asshole comedy workshop. He was like, yeah, I don't really like many of the other comedy people these days. I don't like Will Ferrell. And he just listed all these like huge <laughs> stars. And he's like, John Belushi, Gilda Radner. That's about all I enjoy. And he w- and then like he was talking about truth and comedy in the book. And then I went to another workshop where someone brought up the book Truth and Comedy. So I read Truth and Comedy because I had heard it a couple times in mm-hmm. workshops. And all that talk about the theaters and stuff. I was like, there's a place like this yeah. that does like almost like what SNL does, but live. Cause I had been an at, you know, rabid SNL fan my whole life. I think a lot of improvisers are, you know, SNL. So yep. there's some SNL component to them getting into it. And, uh, so I was reading it and I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God. So for some reason, I think we were visiting my aunt in Michigan. There was some reason that we stopped in Chicago and I was like, we have to go to IO. Yeah. So I saw a show. Oh no, actually my first long form show was oh, here we at go. UCB. I saw Ask Cat, and I was recommended by a member of the cast of Spelling Bee, 
on the Broadway show. I said, what's the best improv in the city? And she went, UCB in the pit. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I was like, what show? And she goes, ASCAT. So I went and saw ASCAT when I was 16. And I saw Chris Gethard tell a story about having bed bugs. It was nasty. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and that blew my mind. I didn't know how they did it. And the style totally took me off guard. The whole playing a real thing, because my only basis for improv was watching, like, Who's Line and stuff, where everything was big. And even when you watch SNL, a lot of times the acting is different than when you first see long form. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so my first class was 2008 as well. The summer of 2008 before school started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, so then, so you, you guys met in a level five, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah level five, uh, Gavin Spieler, yeah. 2009 class. That was a freaking stacked class. Yeah. Everybody in that class is still doing improv, I think. Robolato was in it. Rachel Bloom. Oh Whoa. my God. Rachel Bloom was in that class. There's a, I, I, I can't even name it. Austin Rodriguez. Yeah. Sh- uh, Sean, um, what's his last name? Oh, this is going to be embarrassing once this hits Facebook. Um, it was a stacked class. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Sean Distant, last name Distant. Uh, so, yeah, it was. It oh, wasn't was... Starzinski in that, too? No. I thought he was. I would remember if Starzinski was in that class. <laughs> Another pretty man. Yeah. yeah. We'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see about that at the end of this day. <laughs> I'll pass on the Starzinski pretty talk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> This hey, is the uh, kind of relationship him and I have. Can we I edit that? Most, can we edit yeah. that part out and add in a bagel bites commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Bagel, bagel bites. bites they are bagel so good. bites. They are so good. Bites, they are so good. <laughs> and that's that's what doing a so musical improv is, for like four years gets you is repeating singing. repeating the same two lines. It's deflecting the awkwardness by going into it's a like rap. Singing row right. row row your boat, you just offset it by one, and then everyone's like, "How they do that?" Yeah. Uh, how over how over that is your wife? By the way, how over what? Uh, like, do you just bust into song and rap a rhyme in the middle of life? Uh, um, app all the time. Of course. To be to be fair, she's uh, first of all, hey Aaron, I love you so much. <laughs> Aww. Um, and and my daughter Pepper, I love you so much. Yo, that that's a baby right there. That's mm-hmm. that's my baby. That's a baby. She's almost two months old, guys. Aww. Um so this will be dated real quick, this this podcast. Um no, my wife's actually like really cool about it. Um if anything, she still laughs at me, which I think is the reason we're still together. Cause if she, if there if she had to put up with me and not laugh at me, yeah. Or with me, then there's a problem. Where right. she's like, "All right, I'm sick of this." <laughs> and if, if anything, now that I have now that I have uh, a daughter, like I, it's gonna bite me in the ass when I'm older. But right now, because she's not comprehending everything, she just likes to hear the sound of the voice. Yeah, I'll practice and like freestyle rap to her, sure, or like just make up songs for her. But in the future, it's going to get to a point where I'm going to do something super elaborate. She's going to be like, sing that song again. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember, except for the last line. I'm just saying what's going on. But it's, it's, uh, but also neither will she. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and up until, up until, uh, we had our, our, our daughter, my wife was at almost every single improv show I've done, hmm. which is, That's first of amazing. all, God bless her. Uh, she, she doesn't do improv, correct? Uh, she, her and I actually both took a, Megan Gray level one class about a year oh, ago wow. together. Uh, and it was super fun. So she, so she, she has done it, but she hasn't done it since. Um, right. cause after that we had our wedding and Got then, it. and then the baby and then all this other stuff. <laughs> She's so. like, I've snagged you. I don't need to impress you with my improv anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so now I'm going to quit improv and take care of the baby and she's going <laughs> to, 
She's gonna join North Coast and, uh, and kill it. Their wedding was the class show. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, dude. That was a sound. It was a level one yeah, class show where everyone was amped sound. about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was popcorn at their wedding. It was awesome. That's amazing. I've seen the photos. The photos are gorgeous. Thank yeah, you. Thank it was you, the man. most beautiful wedding. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. How was it? What descri- describe the wedding? <laughs> everyone who didn't get to go to my wedding, first of all, I'm sorry. Um, but if you've ever planned a wedding, you can't invite everyone you know to it. Right. It's, it's a logistical impossibility. Yeah, there's uh, not enough pizza. Guys, it was in Asheville, North Carolina at the Biltmore. Biltmore, I love you. Just give me a couple room night stays. <laughs> you have a great spa. Um, no, it, it, was, it was gorgeous. We had like a movie theme, and uh, it's, it's something we planned from scratch in its entirety, and... We had a really great wedding planner, Brittany, uh, who helped us out, and it went out without a hitch. Uh, Doug got up at one point uh, to improvise, basically, where he, he Marshall Stratton, if anyone knows, he was our officiant, mm-hmm. and he started, he's like, well, love is blah, 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 you know what officiants yeah, yeah. say, oh, right, uh, <laughs> love you, Marshall, uh, and, and then Doug, Doug was like, oh, excuse me, I have something to say. <laughs> and, and I wrote a song. And the, the only thing that's weird is all of my family from Ohio and the Midwest, like, just, they, they know I'm in comedy, but if they don't ever really see you perform, they don't know. Right. So at this point in time, they're like, what's going on? <laughs> Who's this guy? Is something, they thought is, I was, like, straight up trying to hijack the wedding. Yeah, right? and yeah. The, like most of my groomsmen are <laughs> improvisers, so they're playing it off super well of, right. like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then Doug comes up, and he's like, yo, Marshall, give me that microphone. And then Doug, actually, he wrote a song for my wedding and performed it, and it was great. Yeah, nice. yeah, and we really went nice. through some, like, we, like, I did a draft, he gave me some notes, like... <laughs> Why are we talking about this? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I love you, Aaron. Because it was it had some nasty lyrics in the first Originally. couple drafts. Actually, the first couple drafts were like real Doug, violent. Doug, this family's here. We got to tone this down. Yeah, <laughs> marriage involves a lot of hitting and slapping. Uh, it's not in the first draft. <laughs> no, it was sweet. It was like a Jason Mraz song. Yeah, or Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so a, man. Don't worry, I'll get I'll get Grant the song to play at the end of this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, well, that actually raises an interesting point too. Like, uh, what are who are some of your influences musically, uh, either hip hop wise or just uh, non hip hop wise? Uh, well, I come uh, I come from a lot of like metal and I listen to a lot of hardcore, which you think that kind of wouldn't connect, but like the percussive element of that sure. actually goes really hand in hand with hip hop because rapping is so percussive. So in my class, I also give the note a lot. It's like, you need to listen to great drummers to certain people yeah. because if you are rapping well, chances are you have a good sense of rhythm. Mike Portnoy, Joey Jordison. Yeah. Um, Travis Barker is a great uh, hip hop drummer, but also just a great technical drummer. Yeah. Um, so I would you say know, I definitely guys who do jazz. Yeah, yeah. Coltrane, I guess. <laughs> Coltrane. No, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I like I, as much as I used to love hip hop. I was never a hip hop head until North Coast. So when we first started rehearsing, Glennis McMurray, our first coach and curator of our opening, she was the one that conceived our opening. She said, "If you guys are going to do this." You have to really do this and completely immerse yourself into hip hop and rap and listen to it basically 24 seven for the first year. There's no not doing that right. if you want to do this well. So that's what we did. Who'd you go to for rapping? Um, I, it's funny. I listened to a lot of ODB, uh, sure. De La Soul, 
uh, sadly, Lil Wayne. Um, which I, yeah, sadly. I, think sadly. He's I don't know. Great. A lot of people don't respect him. I, I think he's great in terms of punchlines, actually. And oh, Evan cool. really loves Lil Wayne. And if you had, if you had to say someone who is like a kind of a famous rapper uh, raps in terms of like hitting the game through raps or hitting the comedic uh, idea, he actually does do that. You know, he'll go like da 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 da, da and then a set up a punchline. So hmm. um, I think Lil Wayne. I I used to listen to him a ton. So those are some people I got into. I think the thing that's super funny is you brought up ODB and. If you listen to any ODB albums, his raps are insanely incoherent, but still his flow and how he approaches something is insane. Hmm. Where I'm, I'm trying to think of the lyric. There's one song where he's like, uh, he, he's just, he's just like, he rhymes. Uh, I got to take this call, guys. <laughs> bagel bites calling. Tell, tell him to bring the bagel bites up to the second floor. Yo, Bagel Bite Delivery, Into it's the, the 1990s. We a, we're getting a laugh track now, too. Dude, they love these Bagel Bites. <laughs> it's the 90s calling. Man, I, I feel really bad already for like any comments this podcast is going to get. Like, dude, it's great, but they sold out. <laughs> the Biltmore Hotel and Bagel Bites. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, I straight up got a check for 10K for Bagel Bites. <laughs> Yo, guys, if you haven't been to Asheville, North Carolina, it's the new uh, Austin, Texas. Tourism oh, wow. check. Tourism check. It's the new, it's the new Portland, <laughs> Oregon. Everything's the new Austin or the new Portland. That's true. New um, York is Sarah Blase. New, York, new York's the new Austin, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so, so going back to Old Dirty Bastard, uh, like, like he'd be like, uh, I'm going outside. Ha, 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 uh, 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 and it's like, it's so jarring when you hear it. And I can... Yeah. <laughs> I said bagel bites to the second floor. <sighs> hey, where, where's the Magnet Theater? training center located because i went to the theater and the doors were locked uh it's actually not at the theater the training center is a block north and that's 259 uh why would you guys have it at two separate locations um we wanted him at one location but uh there was a bartending school in place of where we would have our training center otherwise. is that true uh yeah there's a bartending school on like the second or third floor third third floor i think i think i've been to that that bartending school. I think the I American think, bartending school. I think trainer. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah that if, place if is everyone weird. ever wants to mix a drink, go to the American <laughs> bartending American school. Bartend- oh, <laughs> right. Hey, if it didn't happen three plug. times, it wouldn't be a comedy I podcast. That's there's, true. there's an email just sent out that said, Hey, you've been accepted into level <laughs> six improv. If you could please, please call, call the theater. <laughs> and everyone's like, Oh, yeah, here's my credit card information. <laughs> um, I need more classes. <laughs> And we're hung up. Um, so yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. There was, the, but there was something always refreshing about ODB because even though he was like very coherent, he still hit certain rhyme patterns that no one else would do. Hmm. Uh, a lot, a lot of way I got into it. I was living in Michigan at the time, and I got uh, a bootleg. You know, when everyone would copy tapes to tapes, cassettes to cassettes. Uh, someone gave me uh, Puff Daddy and the Family, No Way Out. <laughs> And uh, the the album, there's so many good beats on that album. And obviously Notorious B.I.G. is all over that album. And it got me into that, which got me into like East Coast hip hop, uh, which got me into just the world. And and if anything, a lot of things I really enjoy is like party hip hop. Yeah. So like uh, like Fat Man Scoop and 
uh, DJ Cool and like those guys who even like Little John, where it's one of those things where it's like just the amp and the energy that you can get from hip hop is really exciting. And that's one thing uh, North Coast has definitely done with our opening is it's like after the opening's done, it's like, you know, the first time I ever did it, I was like, I can't think because of how loud people are clapping and how excited and how energized the crowd is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one thing that's, you, right. you know, I think harkens back to that party hip hop where it's, you know, when when you hear DJs go back and forth with people and they barely say anything, but it's like bass drop, everyone's into it. And it's, yeah, right. it's so awesome. I think it's hard to generate that much energy with other openings. I think that we have stuck with it because it works right and instead of being like oh we're, t- we're sick of this let's do something else like we've just tried to make that one opening better throughout the years yeah it's kind of like the Jiro dreams of sushi documentary he's made the same sushi for like 40 50 years but he's just focusing on that sushi making it better then where- he's focusing clearly on the north coast sushi yeah oh where uh where can we see Jiro dreams of sushi Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, brought to you by liter- Netflix. <laughs> he goes through the same turnstile every day at the subway. Oh. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, that is something that like uh, is definitely true for North Coast shows is they have the feeling of by like the first beat of that opening, it just feels like an event. Like suddenly we're, we're here. This is happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, like uh, uh, that was like, also because you guys, you guys did the Inspirado challenge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Doug and I actually were the only two performers from North Coast that were at every single week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which uh, was it was athletic. That, that's like oh, that's man. like a beast in itself. Yeah. Like nine weeks straight uh, of Inspirado, which is super fun, but I, I feel like I've never been more nervous. In my life, because you just go up against so many good improvisers. Sure. And I personally, I, I don't love improv competitions. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, sometimes that's where the best scene work comes out. Right. Because people are, like, really zoned and really in it. And, like, we went up against so many good teams. And this is, you know, Oof. oh, shit, was just, like, the third time. We went through Inspirato. We did four weeks the first time. Right. And then we got knocked out. And then we did one week the second time. And then we went to Oh Shit the last time. And it was like, it was, it was an incredible experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, kind of speaking to what you said about competition, it's funny because a lot of improvisers do improv to get away from the competition exactly, of life. Yeah. Life is constantly like, oh, you know, this business won. Or, you know, sports is all based in competition. So a lot of improvisers are like, yay, we all won. We yeah. did the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, and then, and then and then it's like, wait, what? Cage match? Inspirato? Wait, yeah. we're competing again? So it brings out a very dark place in a lot of and improvisers, lot of I know. Yeah. I'm going to say the most awkward part of Inspirato, for anyone super excited about doing it, yeah is the end if you win or you lose right those handshakes at the end are like the most awkward thing in the world where where it's 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 tough because it's like you both usually did amazing shows yeah and it's like i I always hated hearing like your winner tonight north coast it was nice but at the same time it's like oh my friends yeah Yeah. i I don't want to go i don't want to go into a handshake line and be like oh my god you were so good i'm sorry (laughs) Yeah. yeah I tend to be the one who's like, we all won. <laughs> we all, let's Comedy all. wins. Yeah. 
we should just be glad we're doing improv. Uh, that being said, yeah. uh, Demuth and Wittick, oh. October twenty third, oh. We're going in. Uh, we're, we're going in. Lots and, of basement uh, scenes. And I, I, I can't wait to shake your hand at the end and say, "Fuck you, Yo, fuck you, Demuth Yo, whatever fucking team tries to compete with us, I can't wait to shake your loser hands. Who are you? Uh, <laughs> I think I think that's a great note to end on. Yeah, that's oh, it's over already. Uh, Yo, quick shout outs to all our advertisers today. Bagel <laughs> Bites, Bagel Bites, Biltmore, Biltmore huh? <laughs> Netflix. Yo, come and see me at Megawatt <laughs> Wednesday nights with Titan. Those guys yes. are killer. North Coast every Saturday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Hall. Doug and Made Up Musical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fridays at the Magnet. I'm in Made Up Musical. Last thing. Doug is like the hardest working person in comedy right now. Oh, yeah? He's insane and i don't know how he does what he does but he's like he's like the ultimate improv yes man where it's like yes i'll do that yes i'll do that yes i'll do that you're in blank the musical coming up mm-hmm. all the wow. stuff anyway happy so, karaoke guys, fun time thursdays at the davenport off broadway happy karaoke fun time 10 p.m through november anything what else are you doing anything else blank the musical main condition tuesday nights at the musical uh at the people's improv theater friday night royals at the people's improv theater house team Keep him busy, y'all. Keep him busy. <laughs> but also, one last big ups to the Magnet Theater Podcast because oh, you guys have been us. crushing it, and it's been really awesome, and I, I've loved everyone so far. Oh, thank you. I was I was all looking forward to ending on Smack Talk, but now it's just a love fest. Yo, guys. but if we see you at Inspirato, <laughs> yo, I'm going to reach guy. my hand out, move it, and say, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you put us on our podcast, then we beat you in Inspirato. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lose this Inspirato so bad. <laughs> so ceremoniously. Uh, thanks again to John DeMuth and Douglas Weidick, uh, to Grant, our engineer, uh, to Rebecca for letting us uh, invade the office and keep her from her bagel bites, and to all of you uh, for listening to this podcast. I've been Alex Marino and will continue to be for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. Shut the gate! Fuck you. You've been listening to the Magnet Podcast. 